I'm Anne-Marie Staples. Today's leadership quote comes from Brian Chesky, founder and CEO of Airbnb. Culture is a thousand things a thousand times. It's living the core values when you hire, when you write an email, when you are working on a project, when you are walking in the hall. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Thank you so much for listening all around the world. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to episode 103 of the Leader Assistant Podcast. I'm excited to feature one of our Leader Assistant members, Anne-Marie Staples, and I'm really Looking forward to sharing our conversation. I know you'll learn a lot, but if you're curious about what I mean by leader assistant members, we have a monthly subscription, or you can actually subscribe annually to get a little bit of a discount. Uh, we have monthly group coaching training sessions on a variety of topics relevant to our role as EAs, uh, administrative business partners, and chiefs of staff. And we have an online community forum where we have recorded sessions from prior coaching calls uh, and then also bonus video from events and training sessions and resources, all to help you be a leader assistant, get paid more, uh, get the respect you deserve, and get the support you need from top EAs around the world. So leaderassistant.com slash membership, leaderassistant.com slash membership to check us out and join us today. We'd love to have you. Uh, It's going to be a great year and we have lots of great topics coming up and great resources uh, ready to share. So join us at leaderassistant.com slash membership. And now let's jump right into my conversation with Anne-Marie. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows. And today I'm excited to be speaking with Anne-Marie Staples. Anne-Marie is the EA to the founder and CEO of STP Investment Services. Anne-Marie, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah. And uh, what part of the world are you in? I live outside Philadelphia. Awesome. So let's jump right in and talk about your very first job. What was your very first job? My very first job was babysitting. But after that, I worked in retail. So I worked in retail starting in high school through um, through college, you know, summers, winter breaks, uh, you know, vacations. And I, I did it all the way up until right before my first child was born. And then even after that, that's, you know, on and off, um, after I had my kids, you know, part time, but yeah. And that was, that was a great opportunity to learning opportunity to learn about the importance of customer service, you know, greeting people by name, listening to what they need. Uh, what else? Um, you know, it, it, responding to what they need and, and building relationships. Yeah. 
So when did you kind of shift into the EA profession? I worked, um, my first assistant role was as it was, the role was called a program assistant and I, um, worked at a large university in Philadelphia for 15 years part-time while raising my children. So I reported to the director level administrator in the Greek affairs office. And I did a lot of events planning and other administrative work. And I really enjoyed it. When my children were nearing college age themselves, I was available to work more. So at that point I started a personal assistant um, business on the side at, well, I was still working at the university, and and that was going well. I really enjoyed that, and I felt like I was good at it. So I had several con- clients, and while I was building the personal assistant business, one of my clients hired me to work for his company as an employee supporting a senior executive, and that's how I became an executive assistant. Nice. So you said you kind of started a personal assistant gig on the side. What was, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I, my clients ranged from, so I didn't work for one specific person. It was, I had a various clients that used me, you know, each used me a little bit. So they ranged from business people to senior citizens. Some of the senior citizens, uh, I would be hired by their children generally to help them, you know, maybe I would go with them to a doctor's appointment and listen, you know, kind of take notes and then help explain to the, you know, their adult children who were caring for them, you know, what the situation was or what needed to happen or help them pick up prescriptions, that kind of thing. Um, and then I just did various things for, for business people. Sometimes it was personal work for them. Sometimes it was projects, little short-term projects at their business, it, it just varied. Nice. So it's kind of a good, uh, a good experience for most uh, random EA jobs, which most most EA jobs have a lot of random in them. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was actually looking at your bio, and I don't think I sent you this question, but you mentioned something about founder of the company Classroom Instruments Band. <laughs> So I, (laughs) fun at work is very important. And so uh, I love the, I love Jimmy Fallon's classroom instrument band and we have some talented musicians at work and I would just be a wannabe musician, no talent here. But, um, so I, so I got some people together and suggested this would be a fun thing to do. And we have a blast with it. I mean, we haven't, we've been doing it maybe a year or so. So we, um, yeah, we, we, we pick a song and then we change the lyrics to be relate to the company and we've performed at a couple company events and it just, it just makes people laugh and it's a lot of fun. Awesome. So it's kind of a, it's a good company culture thing, which, uh, segues into my next question. What are some ways that uh, you have done or that you've seen EAs do or what the EAs listening can do to kind of build and strengthen their company's culture? I would say one important way for an EA to build the company's culture is through role model management. And by that, I mean, leading by example, 
the EA role has a lot of influence on the culture of the company and a response, you know, I feel a responsibility to lead by example. One of the things that makes it unique in this role is that it has a lot of visibility and a platform to model the, the core values that the company has, has established. I chose, I chose the leadership quote by Brian Chesky because it communicates the message of how important it is to live the core values in everything you do. So modeling the core values, it's not complicated, but the real challenge is in making it intentional and it has to be consistent. So in that quote, he says, culture is a thousand things a thousand times. So it's, it's how you write an email. It is how you greet someone in the hallway. It's how you treat people at every level of the organization. It is, you know, how involved you are in activities that make a difference to the enjoyment of the team. Again, it's not difficult, but it has to be intentional and consistent. You know, you can send 49 thoughtful professional emails. And if you dash off one that sounds snippy or abrupt, that's the one the person's going to remember. Another one is building strong relationships at work. I mean, what comes to mind when I think about this is the Cheers theme song. You want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. Like, it's really important for the EA to develop that strong network within the company. Like, and in my experience, great opportunities to connect, present themselves through group work, through committees. So I would encourage EAs to take advantage of these forums to get to know employees with whom they might not ordinarily interact. For example, if, if your company has committees for planning things like charitable service projects, special events, professional development, among a host of other things, these, these are great opportunities to both develop your leadership and also to get to know people from, you know, a wide network in your organization. Um, and another thing is employees often self-select activities and committees to join based on what they enjoy. So that gives me insight into their interests. So then if something comes along in the future, I know a little bit about them. So, you know, the stronger and more widespread the EA's connections, the more ability she or he has to influence. That's great. Great tips. What would you say is the first thing, like, let's say you're interviewing for an EA or um, maybe you're going to look at a different company. What's kind of something that you could, would ask or look for when you're trying to assess the culture of a company? Because a lot of times it's hard to really know what the culture of a company is. They could say one thing, but they may not actually act that way. Um, have you found any kind of insight on how to really see if a company's culture is a good fit for you? That is a good question. Probably the degree to which people are relaxed, are not afraid to speak freely, that would be kind of a, um, would be a red flag if people were very guarded in how they spoke. So what was maybe one of the craziest things to ever happen to you as an assistant? One crazy experience happened about a year ago. 
our company hosted a conference, which included a fun dinner event in the evening. And at the end of the day, I went back to my hotel room to relax before I headed to greet the guests at the evening venue. So I decided to take a, double, a bubble bath, which I never take the time to do, but I thought I'd take advantage of having this hotel room to myself and I'd take a bubble bath. So during my relaxing bubble bath, my cell phone rang. So you can see I wasn't completely unplugged because I had my phone on the ledge of the tub. And the phone rings and the manager of the venue for the evening party had called to tell me that the power had gone out in the whole block where the restaurant was. And although the power may come back at any time, like most power outages, you know, the precise time was hard, hard to predict. Who knows if it would come back on in time or not. So they said we could move the party to another restaurant in their consortium. So while it might have been okay, the plan for venue was a really unique, speakeasy style, cool cocktail lounge with two bowling lanes, vintage decor, upscale food. It was a really special, fun place. And moving to a new location at the 11th hour just wasn't going to be the same. So I was so disappointed. Needless to say, my relaxing bubble bath was over and I had to you know, fly into action and reach out to our employees to assist in making sure all the guests you know, knew of the new location. Luckily, the gods were on our side and the power came back on in the block and the event manager let me know we were you know, good to go for the original location. So, you know, I'd reach back to our team, communicated the original plan was back in place, and everything went off successfully. Phew. So, you know, be flexible. Things happen that are out of your control. Do the best you can if you have to go to option B, and hopefully you can laugh about it when it's over. <laughs> and always keep your phone with you uh, when you're taking a bubble bath, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, you know, it's like you finally try to take care of yourself and then, you know, everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, so what should executives look for in an assistant? I would say, let's see, I love to share Melba Duncan's article in Harvard Business Review. And by now it's probably, you know, eight or nine years old. But, you know, the article, the case for executive assistance that mm -hmm. she wrote yeah. is really it's really helpful to understand the role and the value of an assistant. So, I mean, executives need assistants who can represent them well. They need to be good with people. They need to be intelligent, forward thinking, good listeners, Good writing skills and articulate speaking skills are important as assistants are frequently communicating the direction of the executive to other employees and commuting externally as well. So a good assistant pays attention to what's going on in the business and is able to voice their opinion and ideas where appropriate. And assistants should also be confident enough to disagree. I don't think any executive wants an assistant who, you know, just yeses them and agrees with everything they say. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So what's your best tip for managing constant interruptions? That, <laughs> that is a hard one. But my tip would be 
to um, occasionally, in my situation, occasionally working from home helps to get away from the phone and the traffic by the desk. It might be for the whole day, and I don't do it very often, but every once in a while it's nice to work from home. Um, you know, or it just it, it just may mean getting some things done first thing in the morning before I get in the car and and just arrive at work a little bit later. So there are definitely tasks like writing and planning that require quiet. And, you know, I'm fortunate that my company is flexible about remote work. That's awesome. So if you could snap your fingers and instantly give all assistants more of something, what would it be? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first-of-its-kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. It's funny. My response is seems to be the universal response that you get from most of your your interview subjects, which is confidence. Mm-hmm. I would say, don't be afraid to share an observation, propose a solution, share your ideas. Assistants often have a hand in so many aspects of the business that they may well have a better perspective of the bigger picture and be able to offer helpful insights than other people in the organizational chart who are just focused on very specific areas of the business. Yeah, confidence is definitely the top answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've listened to probably most or all of your podcasts, and I yes, that that for sure was was not a unique one, but it I think it's... Well, I oh, think it's telling, you know, right. it's telling that that's, that's what a lot of assistance lack and, and that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's one book or resource that you would recommend to assistants? My advice would be that it's not necessarily one book or resource, but that continuously learning and growth is critical to staying relevant and positioning yourself to add value. I read Harvard business review. I read books on growth scaling the business, leadership, emotional intelligence, grit. So authors like Adam Grant, Sheryl Sandberg, Amy Cuddy, Angela Duckworth, Brene Brown, Jack Welch. I've read books by Melba Melba Duncan and Bonnie Lowe Kramen specific to the administrative profession. Um, I like, I listen to a lot of podcasts So your podcast, Jeremy, is really helpful as it covers so many relevant topics to administrative professionals to help them grow. And I like the casual, self-deprecating style that many of your guests have, meaning they're (laughs) confident enough, you know, they're confident enough to share their struggles in both a vulnerable but usually light way where they're laughing about their past gaffe and how they have come out the other side, usually better for the experience and not having, you know, derailed their careers, even though it may have felt catastrophic at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun to, to chat with 
mm-hmm. PAs and executives from all over and uh, just having them share their wins and losses. So. Mm-hmm. Adam Grant has a podcast that I really like. I don't know if you've listened to that before called Work Life mm-hmm. that he does in conjunction with Ted, the Ted Talk people. And his tagline is how to make work not suck. And he goes into well-run companies to find out what's different about their culture, how they operate, what makes them so successful. And then he, in, he interviews you know, interesting people to find out their experiences, their observations, on tough subjects like dealing with the jerk in the office, facing rejection, operating in a high-powered atmosphere as an introvert. I mean, you know, it, it's really it's really a good, a well-done production. Yeah, I've listened to a few episodes. I like it a lot. Uh, okay, so do you have any tips on networking with other assistants? When I started my current role, it was located in a town where I had previously spent very little time. I mean, it was only a half hour from my home, but I really had no network, existing network in this town where my new job was. And I was very aware of this, and I worked really intentionally to quickly build my network in the area. So I found, you know, so I would say find out what's going on in your area and make time to attend some in-person events. For example, I attended a local chamber of commerce dinner for women. I connected with an assistant who worked a couple blocks away, and I invited her to lunch. Um, This podcast has helped me broaden my network of other assistants in LinkedIn, and I also follow one of the um, EA forums on Facebook, which which provides a lot of helpful tips. But it's also just really valuable knowing that if I got stuck in something, you know, I could pose the issue or the problem or what I needed to the group and get some really helpful feedback and information. Yeah. So what makes an assistant a leader? I watched recently a Simon Sinek video where he spoke about leadership being other focused. He stressed the point that leadership really has nothing to do with authority or rank in an organization. It requires courage to say and do what you think is the right thing and be willing to sacrifice time and energy for your own gain and instead share it with others. So I would say assistants are natural leaders because so much of what we do is about others. Jack Welch in his book Winning that he wrote with his wife Susie had the same message, which is, When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. So assistants are growing others all the time by teaching, modeling, supporting. Hmm. I like that. Growing others. That's good. That's like a interesting way to, to say like support or serve or Mm -hmm. like kind of describes the VA role. Right. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, let's do, let's do one more question. So what's your number one tip for managing an email inbox? Um, it, well, I would, I would say it's something I struggle with finding enough time to keep up with the inbox, but my recommendation would be setting up rules so that, Things like routine newsletters, automated responses go into a subject-specific folder, and it helps weed out a lot of the non-critical email 
and then I just flag the emails that require my executive's attention. So another idea is to create an email rule that sends emails with the word unsubscribe into a specific folder. That's helpful because a lot of things that have unsubscribe in the body of the email are sales solicitations that are frequently unwanted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you can put those into a folder and then scan them all at once and then, you know, unsubscribe if you truly don't want to be subscribed to them, um, you know, and, and delete, you know, delete what's not relevant. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good tip. I love, I love me some filters. <laughs> awesome. Well, Anne-Marie, thanks so much for taking time out of your day uh, to share a little bit about uh, your career as an EA. And uh, is there anything that we can do to support what you're up to? Or can people find you online anywhere? I am on LinkedIn at Anne-Marie-Staples. So I would love to hear from EAs out there. Well, we'll share that in the show notes so people can find you. And Uh, Good luck to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks again, Anne-Marie, for a great conversation. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 103. And also don't forget to check out our membership, leaderassistant.com slash membership. Have a great one. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullows.com